getting it in the hands of of the greatest players in the world, um, that's the number one thing. Um, that's the convincing part. And then when Lucas Glover, that's classic case in point, you know, wins back to back at possibly the most critical time of the year. <laughs> so just so and off things go. So uh, and more and more people. Will Zalatoris is playing great. He's just had twenty two putts today in the third round of the the Genesis uh, Invitational at Riviera, which is arguably possibly some of the the toughest greens to putt on with the pole. They're pure, but tricky, breaking. Um, I think he got a holdover. Well, the footage of putts was was crazy, and really at the end of the day, um, winning all comes down to to putting. Basically, at the end of the day. So I'm just waiting for Scotty Scheffler to get one in his hands and. Um, the world, uh, the world will be a better place for him. Put another log on the fire. Nobody here is getting tired. Welcome to the fire pit with Matt Janella. Here we go. Part five of this story about how and why lab golf has stormed the gates of the old guards of putting and the technology in putters. From Bill Pressey's issues with his putter in 2012. Lab was ultimately started as a, as a desperate attempt to fix my own yips, because I had the yips really bad. Um, like I was shaking. Like the putter, when I took it back, maybe rotated in 30, you know, three different directions by different degrees. It's just do, 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 do. I couldn't stop it. To Pressy's garage, where he invents his revealer and ultimately the original directed force putter, which he sold out of the trunk of his car. People like Matt Holm and Stuart Smith had a big impact on the boutique business. Then along comes Sam Hahn. They were about to close the doors, and um, I'd asked Bill to put me in touch with the guys that he was partnered with. Um, worked out a deal with them. Me, my dad, and my brother, uh, I'll put everything together and and bought out Bill's existing partners. Um, and that's how the whole thing, that's how lab started. So then um, at, at that point, uh, so that was late 2017. I think we were um, officially, you know, business married in early 2018. Um, and we were off to the races. Through some hustle and sweat marketing, Han gets putters in the bags of Jeff Sluman, Vaughn Taylor, People like Kelly Slater, the 11-time world champion of surfing and scratch golfer, found it on his own, but was influencing others. I've just spoken about the club to anyone and anyone who wants to listen. And generally, I'll just play with people and they'll see me roll the ball and it just rolls so pure off the club that they can't help but ask about it. Slater's friendship with Adam Scott leads to Scott not only trying one, he made it his gamer. There's a fair bit of stuff going on uh, with the lab from the grip to the head, <laughs> other angles in between. And being so non-traditional, it raises eyebrows uh, for sure. But I just I just had this sense like this, you know, if you can embrace what this putter does and stay out of your own way, the results could come. And I just had this feeling and I said it to Sam, although it didn't pan out, but like this was the putter that can win around Augusta. We ended part four with independent validation from Adam Beach of My Golf Spy. I think it's unfortunate. You know, golfers aren't as willing to try unconventional things, but if more golfers were willing to try this unconventional putter, I'm very confident that more golfers would sink more putts. So you're caught up again. Lab golf is rolling. 
literally and figuratively. And we're building to the Lucas Glover story, which will include insight and thoughtful reflections from Glover, plus his agent, one of his best friends, a Navy SEAL, the lab tour rep, Han, Pressy, and a few more. But before the back-to-back wins in August of 2023, we're going back to 2018, to a hitch in Lab Golf's giddy-up, to a time in the company's history in which they received pushback from an Australian short-game guru, a journeyman who's widely respected for his articulate takes on chipping and putting, and in this case, for questioning Lab's lie, angle, and balance. Here's Sam Hahn again, the CEO of Lab Golf. Uh, you know Brett Rumford? Yeah. Rummy? Yeah. Dude's a fucking legend. Absolutely love the guy. And um, How does he fit in? Fits in twice. This is great. So uh, very early on, he gets it. So he, he's a thinker. So he's always been an extraordinarily competent putter. Um, but what's different about him than like a Brad Faxon is, is, is that like Brett's like, I'm going to putt well because I know how a putter needs to move. So I'm happy to try anything because I can make the putter move how it needs to move. So he was always tinkering and always trying. He was actually one of the first guys to be super competent with a broomstick, despite the fact that, again, he was already a very competent putter. And um, (laughs) so so he emails us um, very early on, maybe 2018, um because there was there we had a a weird little presence in australia because bill's dad is actually australian um so we had some putters over there Romy got a hold of one there and he emails us and kind of gives us some feedback and he's like you know i I get what you guys are trying to do but the way that this thing sets up is fucked and i'm like what do you mean what do you mean and he's like it doesn't sold properly because if i put your press grip you know i I don't know if you've seen him enough like the, the crooked grip we got on the putters there um, if I actually put that thing to neutral, the face opens up. And at this point, I mean, this is, this is like literally year one of my education and the whole putting world. I'm like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Brett Rumford of Perth, Australia plays on the PGA tour of Australasia. He won the 1998 Australian amateur and he won the 1999 PGA tour of Australasia's ANZ players championship as an amateur. After turning pro in 2000, he has won six European Tour events. He played 26 events on the PGA Tour in 2008, where he made 10 cuts and had one top 10 at the Bob Hope Chrysler Classic. His best finish in a major was a T-16 at the 2006 Open Championship at Royal Liverpool, which was won by Tiger Woods. When's the first time you remember seeing or hearing about or holding it or like what when did directed force or lab golf show up on your radar i think i might have been i was in europe um and just traveling around but there was a facility where we played in denmark which was amazing but um there's a gentleman there that actually had a uh, proper putting lab um uh, state of the art had all the equipment so that was the first time i actually had seen the lab putter so they um there was which was the original direct force which is the real yeah big head, a little bit obscure looking, um, really random, but had all the tech in it, you know, crazy stable, had the full, um, you know, all the tech. So um, that was the first time I'd seen it. And then from that meeting, um, I 
the guy offered me actually to take a few home. So I took a few home with varying lengths and lives. But this is where I sort of saw the the discrepancy with the product in which they fixed uh, subsequently, and they're doing a great job with it. The thing with it is that with the Direct Force, when they first came out, because of that varying um, lie angle and length, that would change the fixed point of where the radius would sit at the end of the golf club. So what I found was the the wall, the putter, would still have the same effect. So it could sit more or less open or closed. And I um, I kind of just gave this feedback to one of the guys at the facility, which I think got back to lab, and uh, they kind of blew up and said, you know, the product, you know, was great and um, everything else. Um, and it was just my feedback anyway. So that was my first introduction to to lab. We go back and forth and like I knew it was a tour pro, but he was being a super pain in the ass and just like relentlessly telling us how stupid we are. And the the interaction actually ended in him telling me to fuck off. I don't know if you said it to them or they Sam said it to you or whatever. It was like. Ah, oh, fuck off! Yeah. You know, like it was like you know your feedback yeah, yeah. kind of devastated. It was kind of devastating to him because he was like, "Wait a minute, you know this guy's he's undermining our whole. This is our whole company." Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you're coming in, and it was like that's what he said. Now, was that him to you or you to him? What was the? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I was very look. Hey, I'm, I'm one for. Um, it's really weird because I'm. So far as product is concerned, I don't know why, but I can see things within within product that might be, you know, maybe not thought of or um, misaligned or otherwise. Anyway, for some reason, I just think of these things, and I when I put it down, I'm very much probably it was right in my, um, I guess forte, you know, because with my mirror putting and everything else, I really got to make sure my nineties are all all good and well. But I just noticed something was wrong with this putter. I took some photos and I sent it back to. The gentleman at this at this facility, and then obviously he made the the email and made contact with Sam, which then subsequently told me to fuck off, and went like nuts, nuts, nuts. So two days later, I got the feedback, and I went, okay, no worries. I said, look, it's only my feedback, but look, you know what? Yeah, if there's, and I'm look, I'm not saying with, I'm not saying that I'm smart. I'm just saying, hey, look, this is what I see. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's there's people in that facility that are like crazy smart, crazy smart. Um, yeah, so, but it is what it is. So, um, but that I don't, I don't have the I don't have the smarts to to work out how to fix it. Um, that was their job, and uh, it's just great that um, that they've got on board with it. Worth noting, and as it relates to dates, my original interview with Han was in August of 2023. About six, eight, six, about six months ago, um, he reaches out again and he's like, I've been using your Mez one for, you know, however long things absolutely brilliant. You fix the issue that I was talking about, which I still kind of don't understand. Um, um, I mean, I do, I actually, that, that's a lie. When he reached out about the Mez, I still didn't understand it. Um, I've since gotten some FaceTime with him and I totally get it now. And he's spot on. Correct. Um, but what was so cool about Brett was is that he went through that whole thing that I did. He went through that 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 hangover period, and he stuck with it because he knew there was something there. And so he was here in June, came to the factory in June, spent a couple of days here blowing all of our minds, um, and listening to Brett 
you know, who's a very well-respected short game nerd, you know, I mean, people who know about putting know Brett Rumford. Um, and he, uh, he's telling me in his words, my whole shtick, he's telling, you know, his, his, the way that he puts it, um, you know, like my tagline is like, you know, you've in the past, you have to keep a face square. And with us, all you have to do is let a face stay square. And his whole thing is you have to let go of control to gain control. That's how, how he describes, you know, what the, what the feeling is. I think for me, I, I think the real light bulb moment was like, I've always thought the, the technology and the putter was, was fantastic. Like I'm all on board with it. Um, and it truly is in terms of, all the stuff that's out there, it is definitely, you know, cutting edge and it is probably the only technology in terms of what it is that actually is is different to the rest. You know, it's, it's literally zero talk in, um, in every sense of the word. So when I was playing, uh, not I've been playing sort of like very sparsely these days, doing a lot of coaching as well, but we had a local tournament here, 36 holes, um, but still winning's winning, isn't it? You know, you still got to go through the same processes. You're still, you know, you're still competing at a high level, um, with the local professionals here, but, um, I got into a playoff and, um, hold a great putt on 17 and the rest, but obviously with that heightened sense of adrenaline, emotion, everything else that starts to come out, your, your senses get really, really alive. You know, they, they just buzz. They just, everything that you feel, see, smell, touch just everything is just is alive right it's alert you're very aware of your surroundings internally externally but i had a 30 footer down the hill double breaker um crazy it was a new green graham marsh design so for those that know graham marsh his 18th greens are always a little bit indifferent they're pretty funky tears ridges all over the place but that's his thing so i had a really tricky part but all you can do in these situations is just try and hit the best possible putt you can uh, that's all you're hoping for. Um, and then you just basically let, you know what, the golfing gods do the rest. But when I stood over this thing, uh, when I stood over the putt and I, I pulled the trigger, as soon as I took it away, there was just nothing within my hands. It was just nothing. It was empty. And then when I made the transition, it was still empty. And there was just, there was no tension. There was no, there was no fight. There was no grab. There was nothing. It kind of, the putter just, it just fell. And as soon as I struck the putt, all I can remember was when I hit it, I just went, my God, that was the best putt I think I've ever hit. But I think it was more the, the sense of the feeling, uh, my heightened sense um, of emotion that really connected me to this, to this stroking this putt. But it was just amazing in that situation where normally you might feel a little bit of the tension or a little bit of the the grab or a little bit of the, the that after the hit, you feel like that little bit of deacceleration or that not, I wouldn't use the word apprehension, but it's just, it is what it is. It's just nerves and the rest, but this thing just flowed and it just went off in my hands. And I just looked up and I just went, wow, that's got to be the purest part I think I've ever hit. Subsequently, subsequently it went in, but um, irrespective of that, I just find, I mean, that, that, that feeling and memory will last with me for a long while because I, I say to Sam, if I had have had this technology, maybe <laughs> when I first turned pro, who knows um, how many would have won? Maybe with the broomstick, I put it very well with the broomstick. But um, yeah, look, it's just yeah, it's quite amazing technology. It's pretty cool. Um, 
and you just got to experience it. But you sort of you have to give it some time too because um, so many people don't like um, the feeling of no control. They don't like the feeling of like giving up that that feeling of where the face is or the awareness of it. And it's just um, I love the internal feeling where everything just switches off through here rather than trying to feel this tension. I just love the flow of it. And you get into the flow after a while, but it takes time. Um, and a lot of the high-level pros, the feedback we get is they describe this very kind of vague feeling, you know, in in along kind of similar to what we talked about before about, you know, just kind of how the putter head disappears. That's a good thing. That's when you know you're doing it right. When it kind of feels vague and free, that's when you know the putter's face is squared up to the plane that you're putting it on. It's when you start feeling resistance. That's when you know you're off. I find if you want more or less face rotation, I would go more lying So if you go 68 to 72 degree lying and you're swinging face to path, your appearance would be your face is opening more or less, but it's still face to path. So, but if you want the visual of having more or less face rotation, go flatter with your lying If you want less, go more upright. So that's why I went to a broomstick for all those years from 04 right the way through to when it was banned. It was cheating. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't cheating, <laughs> but technically speaking, it was like cheating. So, and I just found that it was, you know, I maxed out at, at 80 degrees pretty much, which was legal at the time, still is legal today. Um, and Adam Scott still, I mean, he's, Scotty's just a genius anyway. He's, um, that kid is so switched on. Um, and he's basically now just swinging this thing with minimal face, face rotation relative to his path. So there's less to try and do. There's less to try and square up. So, um, yeah. So you start going lower. That's a, that's a lot of face rotation unless you're doing it mechanically and like Tiger probably would open it more and close it more um, with his wrist mechanics, which um, probably not advisable. Uh, when you look at his putting stroke on Sam Putt Lab, it's not efficient at all. It's not green at all apart from the one aspect, which is consistency. His consistency is off the charts, but every other parameter is a little bit ordinary. So maybe you wouldn't copy it um, in an ideal world, but there's always an exception to the rule. So, um, yeah, so for me, that whole face rotation concept is a little bit, I think, misleading. Um, and for me, it's it's all about, with the lab product, it's all about, um, for me, it's like giving up control to take control. And I think so many people, you know, whether it's a personality or otherwise, um, try to, you know, control the face, control the stroke. And they get so caught up in the stroke and the plan and, and everything else, which is all good and well, you do your work. But, um, and, you know, the holy grail is having it perfectly arced and have your face to path and all the rest of it. But um, there's got to be a point where you just got to go play and you just got to go, you just got to get, just give up all the, the controlling element and you just got to just let it go. The revealer itself. Have you ever tinkered with the revealer yeah. or been on the revealer yeah the revealer is amazing huh the thing the crazy thing with the with the revealer is that other product which has similar tech um with the you know you call it toe up or face um target balanced or however you want to refer to the lab face remaining vertical um you put in the revealer and they don't test well at all <laughs> they're the same as any other putter they get really loose and um, and out of balance. So, lab is the only putter. This is what I mean. Is that it's um, it's like it's cutting edge. It's um, there's nothing else like it on the planet. That revealer is is really you know when you when you speak to people about it about its technology and what it does and how it you know how it will feel 
Um, but then when you actually put it in it and start doing figure eights, that's crazy. Actually hitting putts with it, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool apparatus. Um, yeah, and I think there needs to be more of that in, in pro shops as well. They need to send more of that that product out, the revealer, to give people a better understanding and insight as to what the technology is all about. Do you think it's fair to say that Bill Pressey will go down in in golf history someday as as revolutionary a genius i think yeah i think he should already be at that point anyway um just for coming up with the concept you know it's it's, it's an amazing concept which and again it's been refined but not even refined it's the same technology but i think anyone like you never stop learning as well at the same time so the genius that is bill Presley and and the concept in which he's come up with it's been refined but i think you know in saying that, maybe it's taken someone like Sam to sort of, hey, like, you know what, um, let's nut this out. Um, it takes other other perspectives sometimes to make, you know, the, the goal of the dream work. And I think it's just a, like anything in time, you know, they say, you know, with, with successful people, whatever it may be, and, and, and times that have altered the course of, of history, it's being in the right place at the right time. So, you know, it's just needed someone like Sam with his, you know, broadened horizon, a bit more holistic, a bit more, you know what, inclusive um, to maybe just change uh, Bill Presley's thinking. Who knows with the conversations that have gone by and it's always a, a case of, you know, even with Scotty Cameron, with with Tiger, like you can't, you can't um, replicate the history of getting a putter in one man's hand in setting the, the record books, you know, a lot. I mean, that's just the right place at the right time. But still, he had the knowledge, he had the expertise, he had the product. Um, and it's just a case of just, you know what, um, you've got to be ready for it as well. So I guess the world just isn't quite ready, but they're becoming, they're becoming aware of it. Um, and, I think, and I said this to Sam a long, long time ago where his product was, yeah, it was, it was right on that edge, wasn't it? So it was just, it was close, but just wasn't quite cracking it. And I said, mate, you've got to be ready. When this thing goes, you've got to be ready. You've got to have some product lined up. And you better be ready because when this thing goes and the technology gets, you know, it gets out there and people start to get their head around it, um, you got to be ready to be cap to, to capitalize on it. Um, and that's the hard thing is that how many units do you, you know, do you trust in it? You know, you got the trust there. You know, you know that it's a sound product. You know, it's amazing. You know, you just got to you just got to win the people over. But and as I said, you know, getting it in the hands of of the greatest players in the world. Um, that's the number one thing. Um, that's the convincing part. And then when Lucas Glover, that's classic case in point, you know, wins back to back at possibly the most critical time of the year. <laughs> so just so and off things go. So uh, and more and more people. Will Zalatoris is playing great. He's just had twenty two putts today in the third round of the the Genesis uh, Invitational at Riviera, which is arguably possibly some of the the toughest greens to putt on with the pole. They're pure, but tricky breaking um i think he'll hold over well the footage of putts was was crazy and really at the end of the day um winning all comes down to to putting basically at the end of the day so i'm just waiting for scotty scheffler to get one in his hands and um the world uh, the world will be a better place for him on that note i asked rumford to talk more about the concept of letting go of control to gain control you can say that about a golf swing you can say that about life in general right but i yeah. mean certainly as it relates to this technology yeah. yes that, that is the essence of it look and not not 
there's zero understanding of the internals in a golf swing and a chip shot. So when I chip, people are trans, you know, they're almost transfixed by, mesmerized by my flow, so to speak. But mastery comes down to mastering the movement and then everything switches off. So everything deactivates. So when you walk, you've mastered the, the art of walking, yes? So if I were to ask you, what do you activate in your legs when you walk? Truthfully, just walk. Anyone, just get out of your, your couch, whoever's listening to this right now. And just walk and walk a little bit faster when I say that and walk a little bit faster again and tell me what's being activated. You couldn't tell me. You wouldn't know. So unless you're actually standing there and actually physically activating your quads, activating your hip flexors, that's where most people live when they chip. They literally, they try and create a force. They're trying to control the golf club, but which is part to, partly to do with the balance of the golf club. So if you're in balance with chipping, and I'd rather find the balance of the golf club, not so much plain, um, we won't go down that rabbit hole. So, but for me, when I'm swinging, I couldn't tell you what I activate. I can tell you where the golf club's traveling. I could tell you um, what I'm doing, uh, my orientation of lower body and, and everything else, the parts that I'm moving, but I couldn't tell you, like walking, what I'm actually physically activating. I, I wouldn't know. But that's that, that's that mastery of movement. When you're putting, that's what I feel that lab gives you anyway. It just gives you that freedom of understanding what, what flow is all about, what that, that feeling of like giving up control to take control. You don't control your legs when you walk. You just walk. So, and that's kind of like, it's, it's a stupid analogy, but it's, um, it's the only one I can give you. And what's crazy about it in this world is that everyone signs with a putter contract. I just, that's the one thing. When you talk about controlling of all things, controlling the one club in your bag that should be a free agent to do what you want, to the people out there listening and the juniors coming through, don't sign with a putter. Just use the best product out there. Sign with 13 clubs because the putter, as I say to my kids and my juniors coming through, is that if you want to buy that $100 million yacht, $300 million yacht, if you want to go give millions to charity, if you want houses all over the world, holiday destinations, if you want to change the world in some way, if you want to run, run for president one day eventually, with your influence in the game of golf. And that's whole a putt because putting is the key to all your heart's desires. That's the only club that's going to basically give you all the success, all the records, all the majors, everything else. One man did this for, well, two men have done it actually, Nicholas and Tiger. You know, people will say if your life depends on it, who, who are the two guys or one guy that's going to be, you know, holding that putt if your life depends on it? And it's going to be Jack or Tiger, the two people that basically have rewritten the record books um, over two generations are the two people that basically just hold putts for fun. So my advice would be to those um, up-and-comers out there or for, even for any of these guys that are out there now, Adam Scott, he, he tore up his Tyler's contract basically for other reasons, I'm sure, probably. But you know what? It's freed him up. With the one, with the one thing, with the one part of the game that basically he's always struggled with, you know, putting. And you look at his Adam Scott's putting stats, unbelievable. I think he led maybe a couple of categories. Um, and I've always said, you look at any stat, you get inside the top thirty of the world's best players on any tour. If you're inside that top thirty on any stat, then you're elite. Top thirty is elite. So cracking twenty seventh, you see twenty seventh on a stat or twenty fourth, not even number one. Very, very fine line between thirtieth and first, but. 
um, you get 30th, top 30th on any stat, you're doing something very, very well. But so Scotty um, and all these guys, you know, that that have that part of that's freed up for them. <laughs> free up your contract to free up your, <laughs> your putting. You just might fulfill all your heart's desires. But um, I'm not saying it's going to go like that. But, hey, um, yeah, my advice, I just find it crazy how people are locked in with the putters and they, you know, they complain that they can't putt, but they're stuck in this this contract. I just don't like the putter. But uh, And you go, well, uh that's what winning is all about. If you want to be out here for winning, use something that's going to win, right? Or if you just want to make top 30, make a living, then yeah, sign a contract and just, you know, just hate yourself for the rest of your life. Um, it's ridiculous. It's the most stupid thing I've, I think I could, you could, in my experience, it's the most, yeah, it's the most random thing. And that's the, the blessing with, with Titleist was the fact that I could use whatever I wanted. Um, throughout my career. So I've got 13 clubs. The driver's definitely uh, uh, have to use the driver. That's a non-negotiable there in the contract. But uh, I think Titleist, uh, yeah, um, trust in the product. If you want to use their product, you, you can. But if not, use something else. So um, that's my two cents anyway. I went back through Adam Scott's putting stats. In 2017-2018, before he started using lab putters, he was 165th in strokes gained putting, and 175th in putting average. In 2018-2019, which is when he made the switch, he jumped to 31st in strokes gained putting and was 43rd in putting average. In 2019-2020, he was 49th and 44th respectively. In 2020-2021, he was 18th and 40th. In 2021 and 2022, he was 41st and 34th. In 2022 and 2023, he was 19th and 9th. And this year, and it's early, he's 50th and 33rd. He's on his sixth straight year of using a lab putter and the sixth consecutive year of never being outside the top 50 in two critical putting stats. Have you ever had a conversation with Adam or Lucas about lab specifically? Uh, with Scotty, yes. Yeah, look, Scotty and I, we're very much on the same page. Um, so, yeah, that conversation is just like speaking to me in a mirror um, right from word go. So I used the broomstick a long, long time ago, and then he switched to the broomstick. You know, I talked about how I used it and stuff, and he's like, you know, <laughs> same thing. So Scotty's very astute. Um, so... Yeah, he thinks about the game, Scotty. You know, as much as you don't, you know, you think he's very, very um, technically sound, which he is, probably doesn't think too much about the golf swing, um, but he does about other areas of the game. So I spent some time with him with the PGA. We got on the chipping green. I'm, I'm filling his brains with all these, you know, <laughs> my thoughts and feels. And we spent about two hours there. This is back in maybe 18, 2018 um, at Coolum. And we go to the driving range and we're, we're hitting a few balls next to each other. We're just talking about, you know, stuff his mates do. And um, I just asked him about he's He's ripping these drives down there, like just just flat plane, just frozen rope, one after the other, like 20, 30 in a row. And uh, I've always, like, struggled with driving, you know. So he struggled with chipping a little bit. But um, I'm getting very technical and everything else with the short game and um, telling him how, you know, how I change things to manipulate flights and stuff. And then, you know, what do you, what do, you do with the driver, Scotty? Well, you know, um, Rami, this is what I did. I thought, you know what? Here we go. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the the holy grail of secrets here, and um, I'm on it, right? So Scotty starts talking about well, what I do, Rami. I get my 90s, so I get my grip right, and then I just really ensure that 
90 degrees to my target, you know, I'm all squared off because he hits it so straight. That's very, very important. You get it very straight and very repetitive. So I'm thinking, yeah, that makes sense. And he goes, the first foot, you know, I'm just trying to feel as though the face just like remains fairly square to the golf ball, like it's just like looking at it. And then after that, I don't know. I can't tell you what I do. <laughs> and I just go, you got to be kidding me. you got to give me more than that, Scotty. <laughs> like, give me something. He's like, no, nah, just get my 90s. <laughs> Keep the face squared. He says, all I know is that, you know, from this point here, like I'm very, very, very aware of this point. Beyond that, all I know is that I've just got the most videoed and photographed golf swing probably in the game. <laughs> But what I do, I couldn't tell you, Romy. <laughs> I was devastated. I was like, oh, no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so, oh, man. In terms of putting, though, he's, he's very, very, that's kind of like where it flips. You know, his goal swing, he's got that, you know, locked away. But then when he gets to the green, you know, he's, I've always found that he's, um, he's used putters too heavy. So with the lab and particularly with a long one as well, you know, you get on greens like um, Augusta, um, and you get a putter that's really, really heavy, but he kind of like liked that. But that's why Scotty always had that really long, short stroke kind of thing at the Masters where it's like, feel like reversing a train and then trying to put it in forward. It's like, oh, shit, it's going to take some time, right? So you kind of like want to have a bit more of that, you know, that that faster beats per minute, should I say, but maintain the same ratio. So, but the only thing I've ever said to Scotty was this, man, you need to lighten up this head, just lighten up the whole thing because it's, the broomstick's all good and well, but still, you just want to try and create a bit more more flow with a bit more speed and have that dynamic of stroke sort of match backstroke to, to follow through. But that's the only thing I've ever said to Scotty in terms of putting and the rest is um, you don't say too much to Scotty, really. <laughs> so he's a, yeah, a world-class player. Back to Adam Scott, who, if you're not caught up, was prominent in part four of this series. Brett Rumford, who I'm sure, sure you know, he... he uh... He pushed back on Sam and the technology originally sort of tried it and said, I, you know, that he had some issues with this going back, uh, er, you know, early days. And then eventually came back as they continued to tweak uh, what they were doing. He came back and said, you know what? I, now I, now I get it. I'm, um, I'm all in. I've, I've bought in almost like independently was having his own kind of uh, relationship with, with the putter, the technology, the feel, and he he said something to them, which is, I finally get it. You've got to let go of control to gain control. Uh, it, d- does that ring true to you? Is that something that makes sense to you? Yeah, I think ab- absolutely it does. I I think you know I try and do that with my entire game, but uh, we're we're so professional in a sense. We we think of everything all the time. We're trying to be so good at every little part of it. And when it comes to performing and shooting the lowest score, you know, you want to have all the stuff under control that you've thought about and then forget it and just and execute and just play and just let go. And that's what I'm trying to do generally. So I think I think my that does ring true. I probably didn't have the internal fights that Rummy had in his head with <laughs> the putter. I was just like, yeah, this swing's really good. Yeah, this is getting a consistent role. I don't need to find necessarily fault with it. How about I just use this thing and, and make more putts? And I was enjoying uh, that end of it. And I've really, 
enjoyed the relationship with Sam and his team and being able to give them feedback and them being receptive to that feedback and in developing uh, the Mez and the Mez Max and, uh, you know, getting to a place where I feel like I'm putting with as good a putter as I can putt with. Uh, that's That's been a fun process for me. I think he's very factual, Scotty. I don't think he does anything, you know, on a whim or out of just, you know, there is feel. I think, yeah, Scotty's very much a feel player, but I think at the same time he's he's very factual as well. So he's very uh, very calculative, Scotty. As much as you think he's very feel-orientated, I think he's still very astute with his with his thoughts and his concepts of what he's doing. So but very definite as well. And when he and the game's all about confidence, isn't it? You know, so when you start to back up, you know, science, technology with the feel and then the understanding, it's a it's a very powerful concoction of you know, um, of of positives that's going to give you that uh, that unequivocal, without a doubt, just go play. You know, everything's locked away. Just go play now. Um, and that's probably the best thing. You know, you, you get a bit in the world of what it's all about and then just go play. The idea of golf is just go play. Mm. Don't have to worry about all the all that stuff, you know, and it does become feel. It becomes, you know, intuitive. Just step up, give up control to take control and just let it go. You know, that's that's the world where you want to live. Get sold on the technology, sure. That's you know, anyone can sell a putter. But at the end of the day, you have to you have to live with it. So um and you gotta compete with that technology day in, day out for your livelihood or otherwise, or kicking your ass as mates. Sorry, yeah, kicking the butts of your mates and uh, and the rest of it. So um and I think that's what wins people over eventually is um is that in, at the end of the day, um that's it. The only other thing is maybe just the loft dynamics um, that I'm trying. Well, I'm working hard with Sammy on, but um, I just want to see uh, maybe uh, the options of lofts, maybe because um, the putter does sole so well, um, and maybe having two or three heads that uh, with varying surfaces, you might be able to just manipulate lofts without um, you know trying to throw your hands back and forth. But that's about it, and um, love the rest. It's amazing. Yeah, him coming here in June, we're hoping was the beginning of a very beautiful relationship between us. And um, he's able to communicate this stuff to people that, you know, who trust him and everything. And it's, it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah, they said your visits to Oregon and your feedback and your 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 thoughts and perspective have been critical to uh, to to where they are as a company. So they give you a lot of credit and, uh, and they, you know, in the end, I think they've really appreciated, uh, the back yeah. and forth and you making the, the effort and the trips and, the, yeah. and uh, so. Or, um, I'm more, um, I'm more, uh, thankful that, that Sam reached out and made the contact. Um, and not to say that he admitted, uh, the wrongings, but it was just cool that he, that he reached out and, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, got to the bottom of it. It's probably just more just, um, Try to clarify what his engineers already saw anyway, so they're they're already on it. They're already on the same page. So I certainly won't won't want to take credit full full credit for for what those guys are doing over there because they're um it's amazing what they're doing. Uh, the factory is incredible. It's growing every day, um, but they're prepared. Um, from the last time I was there, um, they got some amazing technology. They got some amazing um machinery in there as well, uh, which is doing its job. So um, just an awesome company. Awesome family. At the end of the day, when you get to that that first green, it's just all about locking into holding a putt and just um, the more things that you can eliminate in the thought process with putting, then the better. You know, simplify it to just hitting that the best putt you can. And 
a classic example was a story I told at the Cottesloe Open where I've got a 30-footer. There's lots of stuff that can happen in between the impact of that golf ball and it going in the hole. But at the end of the day, you got you just got to give up on that um, and just put the best stroke you can on it. And um, that was that's what was really evident. It was, it was just an amazing moment for me, which I went, okay, I get it. I understand what Sam's on about um, and Bill um, and the technology, what, what, what it's all about. So it was just purely just emptied. Uh, it was amazing. It was quite, I don't want to use the word, but it was very spiritual. What version, <laughs> what version do you putt with? Well, I've, I love the DF3. I've had the prototype and now they've just come out with a new DF, which um, Sam's going to be sending me. Um, well, right now, so it's, I think it's in the post. So I can't wait to get my hands on that because I love the DF. Um, um, I love, I love its, um, yeah, I love its size and I love its shaft and I love its offset as well. So I just love seeing a lot of the face. Um, there's no shaft wall that's, that's interfering with the, with the leading edge. So it just, it's just really out there in the open and it's just good sight lines. I just love it. And it just feels crazy balanced. Um, I've used them all. The link is great. I'm using the Mezzi Max at the moment, the Mez Max. So, um, which is awesome as well. So they're all, <laughs> all the tech is the same. I can, I can putt with any, any one of them. And I do, you know, play Wednesday comps here. I'm playing once or twice a week and I just alternate. I, I mix it up. Um, it's a good feeling. We end this episode fittingly where it all began with Bill Pressey. I just, so I, I talked to Sam yesterday. I sent him a message and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be on the fire pit collective tomorrow. Is there any, you know, messages or, you know, the co co what coaching, uh, and, you know, what's our message? And, it's just, just, just do your thing. And I'm like, okay, all right. And I'm like, you sound busy. He's like, yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing golf with Brent Rumford right now. <laughs> so that was yesterday. And I don't know anything else about it. Uh, what you tell me? Well, apparently he, he second guessed the technology. Then eventually he came back and endorsed the technology. He had, he was like a critic and now he's, he's in within the culture and ultimately came up with the realization that quote, this is what was told to me. You've got to let go of control to gain control. That's correct. That's cool. I don't, I don't know anything about this. I've been out in the woods for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, that's great. Ah, uh, he's such a good dude. He's he's one of the good guys. He second guessed. Been. He second guessed. He had issues with it. it. It didn't make sense to him. He's he he got he went down the rabbit hole. He got in the weeds, and ultimately, you know, back and forthing with Sam or whatever, and then ultimately came back with like, hold on, now I think you guys got it right. Now I'm I'm in on it. Now it's I see it, and now I've realized. I've come to the realization that, quote, in order to have this technology do what it's supposed to do, in order to have lie angle balance, perform what it's supposed to do, which is basically the reveal. What is the revealer? It's totally letting go of control in order to yeah. gain control. That's what it, 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 it articulates, right? In a very simple form. 
he had to come to it to himself and ultimately decided that in order to make this work, you got to let go of control to gain control. And that was his light bulb moment. And now he's all in. That's so cool. I, I have to talk to Sam tomorrow or t- later today or something. I didn't know. This is great. <laughs> he said, you know, outside the Raiders thing, you know, he's a great guy. <laughs> Fuck the Raiders. Hey, uh, um, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, seriously, lab putters, quote, let go of control to gain control. It's actually, yeah. it's, a, it's actually, it actually works in life too, right? Like sometimes yeah. you've got to, sometimes you've got to let go to, to, yeah. to gain control. And uh, I think people let go of their fears. The hardest thing that even though you know, like it's a fear, you'd think it'd be easy to let go of. Right. But fear in golf is the hardest thing by far. The scar tissue in, and and the memories that 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 exist and and lurk in your subconscious somewhere during that backstroke, um, they tend to open the door, and uh, that is the the fear. Um, there's, you know, what fear comes from? I'll tell you, it comes from missing, right? It comes from missing. You know what you miss is torque. And unless you practice enough or you've got this innate ability to know this particular golf club, just like a good driver or like a good wedge that you have, you know it. You know what it's going to do. But when you take away the torque, you can take away the fear and start reprogramming. And then, you know, if you miss putts, it's a misread or or you made a, a poor stroke. It wasn't the yips, though. The yips is there's there's no bigger fear than that is i've had that have you ever had the yips with your driver no i've had the yips with my driver before and it's the same thing it's 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 a fear and and um that's a scary scary place to be and i can't imagine a professional making a living to feed his family and pay his mortgage and all that stuff playing golf with the yips that's just insane on the subject of yips up next a deep dive into the lucas glover story you'll hear from glover his agent one of his best friends a navy seal and several others including more from sam Hahn. lucas glover crazy isn't it Absolutely nuts. I mean, there's there's nothing to say. I mean, it just <laughs> there, there, there's there's nothing to say that hasn't been said in in you know the 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 tens of thousands of words that have been written about him in the last couple of weeks, and he deserves every one of them. I've um, I've seen some remarkable turnarounds. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything like it, and it's so fucking validating. <laughs> Another log on the fire Nobody here is getting tired 
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. 